This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Waiting down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. The fact that the Marvel Universe now is called the Prime Universe. Solid name. Solid name. Tried and true. Uh, you might even say field tested by the distinguished competition uh, forever. Earth, Earth Prime. Prime. Prime Earth. Prime Universe or something like that. I got to pull it up because it just. But I, I was like, you need. Like, I get calling it the prime earth that works it's fine but you gotta get like 616 rolls off the tongue it's three syllables felt good yeah it's three syllables it's short you can just punctuate it boom you know exactly what universe you're talking about you know when those numbers show up it's important like when those numbers show up in other things mm -hmm. and as a long-standing uh marvel fan i always liked the idea behind the invention of the 616 moniker because it meant it was part of a greater tapestry. It's part of a larger universe that we don't even quite understand. Uh, and it's it's just but one cog in the instrument of life that maybe Earth Prime is this Earth. You know, like there's so there's there's so many different ways to to interpret the 616 moniker and to throw it away like that. I, I think it's time, but I'm also kind of sad to lose it. Well, think? it's funny because designations in general aren't going away because if you read Web Warriors, all the Earths they go to have number oh, designations. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. If they're destroyed, right? If, if, if all the universes were destroyed in, in incursions and then slapdash put together to make Battle World, uh, if Reed and his family rebuilt the multiverse, what are you doing? Like, then are they the same numbers? They can't be, right? Web Warriors has to be totally wrong. Well, when they get the rights back, they're going to have to tell that book of how the Richards family traveled to all these different universes, named them, and gave them their designations. Yeah, now, what I really hope, and this is just me being a huge nerd, but I really hope that Marvel, in the next year or two, releases a book. Like, an actual, tangible book that has all the universes and their designations and catalogs as though it's written from the perspective of the Fantastic Four. I think that'd be really Kind of cool. like what Grant Morrison did with his, you know, 52. Yeah, exactly, like Grant Morrison did. Or uh, for Gravity Falls, they're releasing the one of the books, one of the journals. Oh. Nice. You know, like, I want stuff like that. I want, a, like, a conversation piece that's also part of the greater tapestry of something that I really enjoy. I, I, that, that's just a, I'm a nerd. I have a proton pack. I got lightsabers. I got swords. <laughs> like, I like nerdy iconic iconography that I could. I, I also have those things you can see up on my wall. Yeah, exactly. I, we all have nerd, have, have tangible pieces of nerddom that we like to create as a tether to that universe. Um, mm -hmm. So, okay. Secret Wars was, Secret Wars number nine. I, I like to say it's a, I want to say it's pretty much a 10 out of 10. It, you know, it stuck the landing way better than I really thought it possibly could after yeah. the delays. That's the thing. Um, one of the one of the, the one of the allowances that I was always throwing to it was, this will probably read great in a trade. No yeah. question, it will. Um, but that said, this issue read great all on its own. It uh, did. You know, it really did. Yeah, it was just a solid issue. You got action. You got character. You had. 
pathos, empathy, emotion. You had uh, true characterization and a new direction that I really like. And I'm kind of sad that the all-new, all-different Marvel didn't really reflect. I feel like the current, you know, uh, stable of Marvel stuff that's out right now under the all-new, all-different label isn't quite living up to the uh, to the promise of the end of Secret Wars. Because I feel like Secret Wars ended with, like, a boom, new shit, prime Earth, mul- new, new multiverse. Well, it's funny. The way I read it was kind of like, you know, the Richards being like, okay, so now we got to put back everything exactly the way we found it or else our friends are going to be really pissed at us. No, I guess that's true. I, I, I got the impression I, – I, I have a little bit of a, of a different interpretation. Mine is that, like, we got to put – earth back where it was we got to put like earth 616 as like we got to put it back the way it was but since it's the first one we made it's technically gonna be prime earth and the rest can be whatever we want you know we can do some crazy stuff like a crazy we can we can make things that only an eight-year-old boy could possibly imagine we Um, can have a earth ruled by sentient dogs (laughs) dog world uh, I'd watch it. Uh, I'd watch it for at least 11 minutes. At least 11 minutes. <laughs> Make it board-driven. Yeah, thanks, Rick. <laughs> uh, I, I I hope that... Well, I mean, Contest of Champions. Have you read Contest of Champions? I've really been enjoying Contest of Champions, actually. Now, Contest of Champions, I guess, capitalizes on the idea of the multiverse, but it refers to the multiverse that we remember. Like there are and some yet there. weirdly the maestro from that book is one of the few characters who does remember what happened in Secret Wars and goes no 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 I'm not the Doc Green maestro I'm actually the maestro from Secret Wars. Oh okay, so he's not the maestro from Future Imperfect. He's his own. No no he is the maestro from Secret Wars. He even says yo God King Doom tried to make himself a god and this is one of the universes that was left over after. Ah okay. Because I leafed it's... through the first couple of issues, and I was like, okay, this is not this is not for me. Until we got to Punisher 2099. <laughs> that was sick. I also love, like, all the weird one-off characters, like Hydro Devil, like Hydra Devil Dinosaur. Hydra Devil Dinosaur was hilarious, where he was like Hydra and... Moon Boy, and he's like, and... blah, 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 and... blah, blah, blah. And in the newest issue, like, Bullseye, if she was Electra. Yes, Electra Bullseye. Uh, I love those things. I want to see some ideas that maybe they played up, played up in Secret Wars, like tie-ins, like I want uh, Punisher, Sorcerer Supreme. Here's the thing. You should read the newest issue, even if you didn't like what came before, because this was a crazy issue. It focused on Stick, like the Stick who got resurrected. Yeah, he's well, he's part of the like the, the, the team. He's part of like the, the story. He, he was he's, the, he, he's the ringer, and as we find you he's he cheated death by joining the contest of champions oh that's cool so he's literally so he literally wants the fighting to go on as long as possible because he's like yeah i'm I'm cheating death being here yeah exactly the longer i'm here the less i'm dead and then night thrasher shows up oh my god night thrasher yes but here's the thing they all treat him like the joke that he is that's funny it's a, like the maestro's like, oh, and here's your newest team member, the greatest hero to ever ride a skateboard, Night Thrasher. <laughs> he is. He is an extreme sports superhero. He is. He's wearing a paintball helmet, everybody. What I loved about it is that when that review went out, there's a whole generation of young kids who are like, I've never heard of this Night Thrasher. Oh he God. seems. That's... He seems pretty cool, and I'm like, you would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, then I've got a team for you. They're called the New Warriors, and you can meet up with Silhouette and speedball and night thrasher hell even rocket racer could show up 
and they're like, oh, the, and they're like the new warriors. You mean that book they had before with like uh, Nova and some other? No, 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 no. There was a new warriors before even them, an old new warrior. Yeah, an older new warriors. Where? Uh, oh, I think um, I think Nova was on that team as well. Uh, but but, the, but a different version of Nova, yeah. Mullet. Uh, yeah, man, the new warriors. What a lousy team. Um, always been lousy. <laughs> yeah, I always. Uh, yeah, they should really bring back some of those characters, or at least Rocket Racer. They did. They had a whole New Warriors book. It was like, uh, yeah, it was it was Sam Alexander Nova and like some other people. Yeah, and uh, and and Scarlet Spider. That's right. He was on that team, wasn't that was he? The only way he could bring the, the Gage could bring Kane back. Yeah, it, it was Yost, not Gage. I think. No, it was. Uh... The hell was his name? It's not I think Gage, it was Yost. 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 Thank you. I always get those two confused. Because they both love continuity, and they both seem to love writing for Spider characters, so I just... Yeah. Yost is also the one who wrote uh, for Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Yes, yes he did. He did a hell of a job. Uh, it's yes. such a great show. Um, but yeah, so, alright. Uh, Secret Wars... Re reeling it back now that we've shat all over the new Warriors. Exactly, okay. Now that we've all had a had a turn with the new Warriors. <laughs> now that we've all lined them up and flogged them a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, eat it, mostly dead characters. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm. Here's a question that I'd like to pose. Do you wish they rebooted it? Do you wish they started mm. from zero and Reed was like, everybody gets a fresh start? I've gone back and forth on that quite a few times. Part of me wishes yes, and then another part of me wishes no, because I'm like, but I was liking the stories I was reading before. You were turning out a lot of quality stuff, and you're still turning out a lot of quality stuff. Now, I still like all the same books I liked before. Yeah. The only thing that's really different is X-Men, and I would have been good anyway as soon as they had gotten Bendis off it and gotten yeah. Fresh Riders in. Yeah, yeah. X-Men, man. I mean, A-Force is cool, but you could have told that story without Secret Wars, even though it's one of the few books that actively makes reference to Secret Wars and a character who remembers what happened. Another character that remembers exactly what happened that literally came from Secret Wars to now singularity yeah by the way i will say a force is a great book it's just a yes it is that fight. first issue was tip top notch yeah beautiful art great writing it was fun i was gonna i was funny as hell i was worried because i'm not the biggest g willow wilson fan but i am a huge marguerite bennett fan so i was like eh, we'll see what happens but willow wilson did a nice job with it she really took it to a, I, I, to I really like willow wilson she's on my list of writers i'd really like to interview mm. i don't know how available she is I don't think so. She did answer one of my stupid questions on Twitter, which I was really happy about. Uh, she was talking about uh, MMOs because Kamala Khan really loves MMOs, and that's because G. Willow Wilson really loves MMOs. Oh, shit, that's fun. Yeah, and I asked her, I'm like, ooh, ooh what, what kind of build would uh, would Kamala Khan run in uh, in WoW? And then she actually gave me a big, long answer <laughs> of what build she would run, and I'm like, thank you, G. Willow Wilson, for she answering my a, She gave you a Kamala Khanian answer. <laughs> She's like, ooh, I've thought about this. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, you out-nerded me, madam. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay, so... Yeah, fresh I, starts. That's what we were on. I, I feel, yeah, I know. I was like, "What reboots?" Yeah, okay. Uh, I feel like I like a lot of the things they're doing with them, but I almost wish that they would have rebooted it with a kind of caveat of every book that's has a character that's like seventy years old or whatever mm. opens like okay, the new Doctor Strange book opened yeah. with his origin 
a la Stan Lee, the way every Marvel comic used to open, where it was like, you know, and there came a day unlike any other, you know, how every Avengers issue opened with a little, like, mm-hmm. description of the Avengers, and on that day, they became, and then it was the title for the Avengers, and then the, and then the credits. I kind of wish that if they did the reboot, that they were like, that, that they did it, that, you know, they relaunch everything, everything gets a fresh start, but it's not on day one. You know, yeah. like we don't all start with Ultimate Spider-Man number one and, like, look at everybody beginning in this new landscape. So, like, like, zero issues. Yeah, almost like what they did with the New 52, and I hate saying that because I really don't like what they did with the New 52. <laughs> After all the time we spent, you know, flogging the New 52, it's like, oh, you could have learned a couple lessons from them, maybe. Well, the fact that they started, you know, a few years, like, everything's been around for five years. In, in media res. But the idea of... Uh, paying homage to what came before by being like using the old kind of like character description or team description and using in the Doctor Strange one they use the old the old Ditko art. Yeah, using which was a great touch. And showing it there by being like we're using the old origins. But this all different. happened. Yeah, this all or like the the origins are exactly as you remember them, maybe slightly updated. Like, you know, obviously Tony Stark was not in Vietnam. You know, we're, yeah. we're doing that. As they always have to do for guys like uh, Tony Stark and the Punisher, they have to change their war every couple of years. Exactly. The only war they don't have to change is Steve Rogers' war. Yeah. Steve Rogers becomes more interesting the older everybody else gets. I know, right? How cool is that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny because whenever I used to think about Steve Rogers on the Avengers, you know, the Avengers were formed in the 60s. He was only a, like asleep for 20 years or so. Yeah. You know? So when they unfroze him, he's like, how different is everything? Like, nah, it's kind of different. Like, things are a little different, I guess. There's hippies now. Yeah, there's hippies now, and I'll bet you don't like those. (laughs) But when they unfroze Cap at the end of Captain America, the movie, when he comes out into Times Square, the 70-year gap is so much more satisfying. Smartphones, Twitter, Kardashians, put me back in the ice. Exactly. Look at Times Square. It's just a huge pop-up ad. Uh, Yeah, really. It, it like that reveal is so great it's why my, some of my favorite captain america origins are more written over the last like 20 years or so mm. because i like the, i like that they got to ease him into modern society too they have him like in that safe room where it's like look here's here's a radio and here's you know <laughs> sounds from your time where it's like no no if we start him in on the internet and everything now his head's going to explode exactly. look at this moderately dressed lady with per, with with uh, really oldly crimped hair you know deal with that uh that, that <laughs> I, I really liked how they did that and interestingly enough it's funny um hickman really did not want to deal with any of the like he didn't want to deal with captain america in a big bad way in this series sure seemed that way because they got rid of him super quick they got rid of him before the damn thing even starts like <laughs> the world blows up in him like just squishes him basically which, which I run because he was writing Cap in the other book, though, so it's not like he got away from him too hard. That's true, that's true. He had his own story, but... Like, people forget that he was writing both books. That's right, that's right. But they don't use... But I noticed he didn't play any important role in the formation of the multiverse or in not really. Secret Wars or anything like that. Secret Wars, the two main characters of that book are basically Reed Richards and T'Challa. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy to think T'Challa got such a huge run that they bring him back to the day that everything happened, to now, the everything kicked off what does that mean like so in in secret wars if you've read it and if you haven't get out of here but if you've read it t'challa uh he's fighting doom with the infinity gauntlet which is an amazing scene and longer than i expected but not he becomes a robot he becomes a ghost panther (laughs) they have a really cool fight 
And then uh, Doom, of course, you know, getting the upper hand and the stones are shattered or missing or break or whatever. In any case, T'Challa... Well, well, he, he finds out that it was all uh, that it was all a hornswoggle because they were going for his secret stash, so Doom had to make sure they That's couldn't right, get his fails. secret stash. And then T'Challa's like, F this, time gem goes back to a scene we've seen before, which is, of course, the beginning of the whole mess. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that, number one, T'Challa replaced himself? Mm. And does it mean, t- number two, that T'Challa is Remembers. in a time loop where he does every does he remember how everything goes like has he been there the whole time i guess we're gonna have to pick up the new black panther book and see that and we'll have to go back and reread secret wars and see if t'challa acts like he knew everything yeah wouldn't that be some stuff on reread it's like no 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 he always knew it was gonna happen that would be pretty cool well, no, but, but it changes, though, because the moment when, like, Black Swan and everything attacks, that doesn't happen, and he instead talks about the Wakandan space program yes, and how, you know, we will we will colonize the stars and everything. Which is cool, and I like that a lot. Uh, but for me, I was like, they called it Alpha Flight. Yeah. There's this Canadian super team. I don't know if you've heard of them, Joel, being uh, from I, 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 I've heard of them, eh? You know, if there was a super team that I would join, uh, I'd have to go join them, eh? <laughs> Uh, I. It's cool that they use the the name. It's annoying. It has nothing to do. D- did he? He didn't say they were calling it out. He said it's our Alpha Flight, or we're taking our Alpha but it Flight. Was capital I, capital A, capital F. Like this is a thing. Small TM. <laughs> well, well, it well, it blew me away when I was reading uh A Force this week because it was the Alpha Flight space station, and I'm like. Wait, when did Alpha Flight get a space station? Is this a thing that's happening in the Captain Marvel book that I don't know about? No. Or is that T'Challa Space Station? It's definitely T'Challa Space Station. Okay, so Alpha Flight is now a Wakandan space program? Evidently. I guess. Well, cool. What does that do for Puck and Sasquatch? And Darkstar? About my boys, and uh, who else is on that team? Like, sh- no, not Shaman. No, uh, uh, t- Talisman? Talisman, thank you. I knew they had a magic woman. Yes. And uh, and the main guy whose name escapes me, I never remember his name. The, the guy who's not Captain Canuck, but who has all the same colors as Captain yes, Canuck. <laughs> Captain Canuck, who, as far as I can tell, isn't really a World War II comic hero, but the like Tourism Board of Canada has tried to build him up to be bigger than he actually is, because yep. they're like, hey, we want our own Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Even though he's not owned by any of the big two, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but that was cool. It was a cool idea. But I was also like, all right, I guess that's cool because you used Guardian slash Vindicator. Thank you, Laser. Uh, slash everyone else in the chat who got there first. I just saw your your comment first. Um, but yeah, I'm sad. I, I'm like, ah, oh, like you, if you're gonna do something with Alpha Flight, do something with Alpha Flight. Don't just take the name and see, apply it to something cooler. Th- that's why in the Black Panther book, Alpha Flight is gonna try and sue Black Panther for using their name. It's- that's not a thing, right? No, I'm just okay. saying that's if I was writing it, that's what I scared you for a second. I was gonna say because I I might be interested in that. I might be okay with that because that would oh, that'd be fun actually. Because then you could do a whole thing where like maybe She Hulk becomes an uh, an international law uh, lawyer, uh, and oh, that'd be. There's a, it's funny you should mention She Hulk. There's rumblings that uh, they were looking for some writers for her book actually that they want to try again with her. Uh, if you follow Gail Simone on Twitter, she said, you know, oh, I've got so many nice uh, 
uh, nice offers from Marvel that I just can't do what with my schedule right now. Mm. And then, like, ve- the very soon after that, the conversation turned to She-Hulk mm. in her feed. So I'm like, oh, did they offer her new She-Hulk, but she couldn't take it? Man, I would read a Gail Simone She-Hulk. That'd be a good book. How good would that be? That'd be great. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, hilariously, she said, you know, I, I wouldn't want to take a She-Hulk book. I wouldn't want to follow Charles Soule because Charles Scholes's see uh, She-Hulk was so good. It was a solid book. That art could not save it. I could Go- not. The covers, gone too soon. Kevin Wada's covers, amazing. Yep. The interiors could not carry that book. Just didn't work. And for I something that was so smart, so funny. I saw what you were trying to do. You were doing your whole Jack Kirby thing, but it just it, th- those days are past, my friend. <laughs> Gotta make it modern, unfortunately. You gotta make it modern. Well, like, not necessarily unfortunately. We're in a different time. These are our sensibilities. If you want to read a Jack Kirby book, there's hundreds of issues of Jack Kirby books you can go back and look for. But if you want a book that looks like Jack Kirby drew it, number one, uh, he didn't draw it. And number two, eh, it's gonna be harder for you to look for. Like, I don't know. I just feel like. Uh, another cool thing about the Namor Black Panther thing and why they were such huge focuses throughout Secret Wars and throughout the Avengers run and everything, it's that moment when they face down Doom. Yeah. And Doom is like, you know, I thought if anyone would appreciate what I was doing, it would be you two. You two are kings. You know what it's like to rule over men and that you got to make hard choices sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell you what, if you could come and rule by my side if you wanted. (laughs) And they're like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I've heard this story before. No, no, no. Let me guess. Join you on the dark side and we will rule the galaxy together as Panther and Doom. I get the feeling you'll unmake me. Like you did with Steve. <laughs> Speaking of unmaking, we've gone this long and we haven't even talked about the important role that Molecule Man played in okay. all of this. Awesome use of Molecule Man. Uh, I honestly just assumed, based on Molecule Man being kind of used as a pawn as the catalyst for Secret Wars, that uh, we were kind of not really going to get a lot of Molecule Man. Uh, and he un- ended up being the true power behind things. Until they revealed that. Like when they revealed that a few issues ago. The Molecule Man is the true power hidden beneath the statue and that Doom is drawing power from him. Uh, that was when I was like, oh, okay, cool. Molecule Man is going to play a crucial role in this book. And indeed he did. And yeah. even Reed, of course, had a better plan for Molecule Man as well, which I was really appre- I really liked that as well. I was like, that's really cool. Good job. But, but part of fixing the multiverse was we got to fix uh, Molecule Man. We got to fix Molecule Man. Um, I also like that before they even did that, Molecule Man's like, I am kind of a god. Hey, Miles. <laughs> Which is such a what because he was the only one who fed him right. in that whole time. Not only does he let Miles live, does he bring him over to the six one six universe, but he brought his mom back to life too. And he kept and he let him keep Yankee. Yeah. I will let you keep your best friend. I will bring your mom back to life and you can live in this new world and you can hang out with Peter Parker yeah. again and he'll be your friend, big brother. Yeah, that's really cool. I like what a, that a lot. What a beautiful moment that like Miles was rewarded for such a simple act of kindness. Yeah, that's really cool. I expected, I honestly expected something dumber. I expected it to be because he was an old burger, right? He's like, He's like, why do you have a burger? It's been in there for like three years. He's like, yeah, but we were only in stasis for like a. Mi- it only feels like it's a few, like it's a few days. And he's like, that's still gross. <laughs> and it was a big burger. It was like a Five Guys burger. So like, I, I really expected there to be some moment where, um, you know, like Molecule Man shows up in the big climactic battle, and then like farts a new universe, or he bursts <laughs> out. But 
Doctor Doom's powers. I was expecting something that kind of stupid and juvenile. I'm happy to see that did not that instead it was just no good goodness is its own reward, but sometimes you get a little something yeah. extra. Like that's a cool thing. I, it was way better than my than than my silly theory. Um, but it it's, really it's cool. a lot better than what they did with old man Logan, who just kind of drunkenly stumbled yeah, into the new universe, which they never explained. How did that happen? So, so Miles has to feed God. So Miles gives God yes. some food, and he gets a reward. So exactly what did old man Logan do besides wander? Like, besides stumble into, oh, I'm here too. Ooh. Like. No. literally old manedly stumble after we're told oh and you will lead an army against god king doom and you will be a rallying crowd but th none of that happened yeah not according to jonathan hickman, <laughs> hickman says, no. but in bendis's in bendis's script That's up right, here it's like oh no he did and one day i'm gonna put out a book and it'll be crazy like that's amazing uh then just do what he do he's honey badger he don't care that's right i feel i mean like the funny thing is uh you know uh i like old man logan and i like him in the in, in the universe and that's cool yeah like, he's I'm fun glad so far he didn't go away it, it's a cool idea and uh you know i i didn't read the newest extreme x-men but like extreme x-men uh, extraordinary extraordinary x-men but uh but i'm sure he's doing cool stuff he is, you know, he's, again, mentoring the young time-traveling Jean Grey, only they've kind of switched it now to where she's mentoring him yeah. to get off his old ass and come back and help the X-Men again. Now, wouldn't it be funny if old man Logan became the kind of Xavier-type character? Mm, wouldn't that be interesting? Here's a question, because I, 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 haven't, I haven't caught on to what happened. What happened to the Jean Grey school? Did it blow up or disappear or get? Taken uh, they, over? They, they they moved it to Limbo because that's the only way they can be safe now. Okay, I know from... they. I know they. I know that they moved to Limbo. I didn't know they took the, the took the building and shit too. Like they, they took the whole building with them. Okay, cool. So technically, Wolverine could inherit the Jean Grey school. Um, well, they're also boosting Storm harder than they ever have before. She says to me, "My X Men." Oh, she and she's kind of. She says to me, my X-Men in the first issue. I'll be honest, she could pull it off better than Wolverine, that title. She is pulling it, and Wolverine gives her, like, a pat on the back and says, good good going, oh, you'll do good at this. Yeah. I guess. Everybody's been, they've, they've been toying with the idea of Storm leading the X-Men forever. For a long never, time. I've never liked it. Like, because. Really? I just, I, I've never seen her do anything really good with them. Like, I've never seen her actually, like lead in a good way or, or she's the most rational choice is the thing she is but it, like i remember the, the like one of the first times i ever saw her being a leader of the x-men was in was pre-secret wars 1984 when she was the team leader and mm. you know nothing really happened it was just kind of like okay you know, nothing there was nothing really there was no big shake-up there was no really big moment or, there, there was no drama or no push to it. No, and, and she and just falls into the job very easily. And they've made her, they've made her a leader since then. Like they've made her lead teams of X Men, like X Men Gold. Like she was leader of whatever one of one of those teams. I can't remember which one. Um, but she's led the X Men before, and too too little fanfare. And I feel like, eh, it could have been cool. Like, it, it, it also feels a little funny and a little cheapened now, knowing what we know about the Illuminati, where Xavier's like, hey, Beast, if I die, you get my seat at the Illuminati. <laughs> like Storm, like Storm, you get to run the school, but you know, Beast gets to do the important stuff. Exactly. Storm, you can fight the Sentinels. Beast, you can stop the incursions. Like, 
which again, which again, you would think you would think he would be the guy for that job because he's super smart and he's nice and everybody yeah. likes him and he's been on Avengers teams and he's been all around, absolutely, you know. Absolutely. No one's got a bad word to say about Beast, well, except for maybe Bendis when he kept pushing the idea that Beast might turn evil at some point. Well, Beast is kind of a jackass. I've always kind of maintained over the last he can decade be. or so that he's a huge hypocrite and kind of a douche. Um, I know that's that, why he gets to be on the Illuminati because he can be that morally ambiguous guy too. Yeah. Now, where Storm wouldn't be, Storm would be like, "Screw all this, whirlwind." <laughs> whirlwind. Ah, you mean her? You mean her attack from Children of the Atom, where she's like, "Whirlwind, whirlwind." You, typhoon. you bet I do. <laughs> typhoon. God, I love that. I would spam the crap out of Typhoon. <laughs> See, we gotta play that game one of these days. If we ever get together, we gotta play Children yeah, of the Atom. Amazing Elseworlds Exchange. We're gonna play. We're, we're gonna play either uh, Marvel superheroes or Children of the Atom. We're just gonna fight Spider Sting. Like, <laughs> oh my Berserker god! Berserker Barrage! Berserker Barrage! That I did a lot. Tornado Barrage. If you've, you've done, if you've never played the state, the freestanding arcade game of uh, the fighting game of X Men, X Men Children of the Atom. It is a treat and a half. Psylocke is They released great. it on the PS1. It is. Uh, you can also... I think you can get it on the Xbox 360. Uh, I know... I think you can. They put it out just recently. I got Marvel Superhero... I, I got the Marvel one. I got, like, two, three, three Ultra. You know, I got them all. They're amazing. No one would play Neon Children at the Atom after a bit, because I learned if you pick Iceman, you can just spam the giant ice balls coming yes. down over and over again, and your opponent can't recover. Iceman was an amazing character in that game. He's, he's quick. He isn't he doesn't take up a lot of space, but he also can do yep. huge attacks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love also, that. Also, if you, if you play the Sentinel, you can spam a cheap kick over and over again that will take you all the way to the final battle with Magneto. I could never beat Magneto in that game. Magneto's hard to play. I can't. I can never own with Magneto. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. We should talk about no, just, nice just super hero video, video games. games. Comic That's video a topic games. right there. Comic book video games. Maybe next week we'll see. Because there's some really good ones and there's some really shitty ones. Well, like, and it's funny they only get better. I think because when they were kind of pioneering it, you know, like Silver Surfer for the NES is unplayable. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it's torture. They should they should use that one at Gitmo. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should be forced to play. Yeah, here, you can play this. You can play Silver Surfer and... Should be forced uh, to play Silver Surfer. And Abadox. So, all right. Uh, you can play Bayou Billy if you're good. Bayou Billy! I love Adventures of Bayou Billy, man. I played the hell out of that game. All right, let's, let's not do this. Um, Hard game. So, Secret Wars number nine came out. It came and went. It ended... I'm sure there will not be a lot of references to it at this point. I think, like, everyone's just kind of trying to move on and just, like, let it go. Like, okay, it's out. It's sure done. seems that way Very for the first arc of everything. Release. It ended. It came out. It's This is a huge deal. Not a huge amount of, not a huge amount of like, preamble press. You know, not a lot of, like, lead up to it. And it's like, okay, it's out. But... But what, because people had catched the fever, but then they got over the fever. Yeah, I mean, look, look at it. We had a whole show dedicated to the damn thing and all the tie-ins, and then eventually just, uh, like, viewership just dropped off. It, uh, it reminds me so much of what DC did with Forever Evil, and that was only, like, a couple months. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that dropped And again, Forever Evil. And again, Forever Evil, I would argue, did stick the landing in its own way with its ending, but by that point, it's like, we've already moved on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that's that. That's the that's the the curse of the comic of the of the big two comic book event. 
is that mm-hmm. uh, is that you publish other things at the same time, and <laughs> if you want the event to be big, like or impactful, it has to come out on time. And yeah, I I really feel like the only way to make it come out on time is to have it done. Like, is to just be like, it's okay, true. who's not working on any major titles right now? Who's really good? And and basically just make a graphic novel. But instead of releasing it all, just bank it. Just re- just bank it. Just be like, okay, like summer. You know, there's going to be an event on in the summertime, and I think it's going to be Civil War. But if it wasn't, or maybe if it was, I know uh, I think David Marquez is drawing Civil War, which is going to be great and look awesome, beautiful. But he's drawing Iron Man, so he's going to be busy, and there's going to be delays, and that's frustrating. And then you fall into the problem too. You have with like these weekly series. Where it's like, yeah, you know, this this is cool and everything, but you got to keep trading off writers and trading off artists yeah. so they don't get too burned out. It leaves things feeling just a little schizophrenic at times. Yeah, I completely agree. And I say that loving Batman Eternal currently, oh, or Batman and Robin Eternal. Batman I say Robin. loving that right. Yeah. yeah, I could not. I, I picked up the first issue of Batman Eternal back way back when, and I was like, this is a cool book. Every week? And how many weeks? And I'm like... There's no way this won't be padded. You could have done that in half the time, and I think they learned that for Batman and Robin to turn. It's like, okay, let's cut this story in half, keep it to a lean 26. It's a good idea. I mean, like, I get what they were doing, and they'd already plotted it out, so there's no way for them to kind of take back what they were planning, but damn. Like, what a mistake. You could cut a lot of filler from Batman Eternal, but again, it's okay because Batman and Robin Eternal is the far superior sequel. Good, good. I'm glad. I'll, I'll pick it up then because I was not – when they announced Batman and Robin Eternal, I'm like, I'm not in for another 50-whatever issue. I'm not doing that. Like, Especially with, with the with the meh response. People are like, it, it started out strong and ended strong, but there's a lot of stuff you can skip. Like, no. It spins its wheels for a long time. Batman and Robin Eternal has not been spinning its wheels yet. Everything it's done has been important. That's awesome. Um, okay, so there's going to be... I think they're going to ignore Secret Wars after it's over. I think it's just going to it's, it's gonna, gonna go by the wayside. It, it, it came and it went. It did its thing. It did its thing. Uh, we'll... we, we, we flirted with restarting our universe, and at the end we didn't pull the trigger on it, yep. it seems. Yep, they sure didn't. And especially as we geared closer towards Civil War... They're going to be, I think, I think with Bendis on on board for secret for Civil War, and with Hickman out of the picture entirely, mm. I feel like we're going to see a much similar Marvel universe to what we saw maybe like five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be referencing continuity. They're going to pick and choose their continuity. They're going to pick and choose their characterization. Uh, there's going to be some tie-ins, but I I bet you there aren't going to be as many as there were. Um, I mean, obviously, because uh, Secret Wars was a, a, a more or less a reboot, so they every title had to have something else coming out. <laughs> right. Like, everything had I, to stop. I think, too, we're going to see further movies and TV shows helping to drive the direction of the comics. Because let's not forget, we had, like, big announcements of, like, oh, yeah, there's a new Punisher comic coming out, and there's a new Blade comic coming out. And then that's kind of stalled because like we're gonna wait and see what direction the new TV show slash movies go, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so all right, what do you think? Uh, was Secret War a success? Ultimately, I will say yes. I think, as we've been trumpeting from the beginning, I think it will read 
very well in trade again mark my words some guy from uh from rolling stone will probably pick it up like a year from now and be like man this was this was a transcendental work oh, here yeah, no doubt oh man yeah no uh, secret wars will find will 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 we'll get a much deserved place on the mantle I I think it will join Blackest Night and Dark Knight Returns and Civil War and everything of like when you go to your Kohl's bookstore, what events do they always have collected? Yep. Oh, Forever Evil, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Civil War. I mean, like Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Um, the funny thing is, every time that I see Secret Invasion on the on the shelf at like a bookstore, it's never Secret Invasion. It's one of the damn tie-ins for Secret Invasion. Uh, it's never the whole thing. It's never the whole damn thing. Um, which is frustrating also because you got Infinity, which is an event that I would love to have collected, just the core book. An Infinity, an event that happened throughout the course of Hickman's Avengers. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, Infinity. Cool idea, did not, did not deliver. Hey, but we got the Inhumans out of it. Yay. <laughs> As always, Sal is a raging anti-Inhumanite. Yeah, anti-Inhumanite. Going down to his uh, anti-inhuman rallies and everything. My anti, my, I'm a terrogenicist. Ah, oh, I like that. <laughs> Man, it's funny. Like, like I know you, you because you don't like the Inhumans. You probably didn't pick up all new Inhumans, or not all Inhumans. The uh, uncanny Inhumans. I picked up uncanny, uncanny Humans number zero, which was written by Soul and drawn by McNiven. Mm. It was cool looking, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. You, you probably would dig what they're doing with it now, because it's literally, it's Quicksilver's ex-wife, what's her name? Uh, Crystal, yes, it's Crystal and the Young Inhumans, uh, because they've split the royal and family and the Young Inhumans. They're traveling around the world in, in an airship, basically, and they're recruiting new Inhumans from all over the world, and they're embroiled right now. In a in a situation with a total North Korea stand-in, and because this North Korea stand-in, Sing Kong is what it's called, and they're hoarding Inhumans, and they're like, no, 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 we we have we have no WMDs, we have no Inhumans of mass destruction, <laughs> and and like Queen Medusa's like, no, seriously, you know, cousin, don't start an international incident <laughs> over this, please don't. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna do that because I'm Quicksilver, and that's what I do. <laughs> uh, or Quicksilver's wife, and yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny. I always think of her as Johnny Storm's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, which is it's like, and and they're both on a team now. Uh, yeah, Johnny and Storm both and Quicksilver are messing around with Inhumans. That's funny. Have they bitten the bullet or, or Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and humans yet? No, they never bit the bullet and all that. They are creations of the High Evolutionary. So they are not Inhumans. That is so weak. Because the High Evolutionary like, is so stupid. I get the feeling they were right up to the cusp of pulling the trigger on making them Inhumans, and they're like, "Nah, the internet figured it out, though." Not only that, but I think the the internet collectively was like, don't do that. So they actually, so they retconned the retcon and took it back a step further because that's originally their origins were connected to the High Evolutionary. That's true, that's true. He's so lame. The High Evolutionary and Counter-Earth are so crappy. I'm, yeah. I don't care who I piss off when I say <laughs> that Counter-Earth is stupid, but it is. <laughs> You know, you say that until they eventually pull that out for, like, Avengers 6, oh where it's God. like, yo, Counter-Earth and the High Evolutionary. I, I really hope they don't. You know what? That's That sounds more like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of idea. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can fight the Counter-Evolutionary. You, you know what'll happen? An evil Coastland will show up, and he'll be from Counter-Earth. Uh, uh, 
And he and he leads the unmen, the agents of the unmen. <laughs> no, that that's what they're called, actually. I know, I know, but I mean, like that'll be the <laughs> they'll do a whole fake opening of the show where it's like you know, bum 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 ABC's unhuman, you know, unmen. That'll be a thing. No, we, don't get me Evolutionary War. Don't do it. Well, it's funny you should say that because uh, when they defeated him at the end of like the the kind of filler. Uh, uncanny avengers run when they defeated the high evolutionary he's like you know the second evolutionary war will be upon us soon which felt like they were planting a seed for an event that's never gonna come or they were just like you know it'd be funny if we if we implied we were gonna do one but we never will or if anybody wants to you know go for it the evolutionary war is so crappy it's crappy is it as crappy as uh, as atlantis attacks i don't know i i think almost it's about as bad <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to top Snake Guys. Set at least at least Set is a Conan villain, and that's kind of cool because of how at badass. At, at least he's James Earl Jones. Yeah. yeah. If no, if if James Earl Jones's character had shown up in 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 Atlanta's attacks, at least it would have been kind of cool. But no, we got Gore, the uh, the the uh, Deviant, and uh, good name. Anyway, uh, I think Secret Wars was a success. I think that it took too long to come out. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a publishing success, like a like yeah. a, like a, a serialized, you know, on time, you know, chronological success. But I think that uh, from a you know, storytelling point of view, it's a, it's a great story. I think it will read great in the trade. I think that it'll be a celebrated work. I think people are gonna, I think people who do love it now are gonna sell it to people who don't know or won't know. And, and there were lots of good tie-ins too. Like I liked Planet Hulk. I liked A Force, oh. which obviously they liked A Force too because it came became a thing. For me, that should be the greatest success of Secret Wars. Secret Wars should be the like the real true success for Secret Wars is proof that uh, readers will buy a a out of continuity, mm -hmm. self-contained story because. Yeah. And I hope that the sales are big on the trades because that's really going to be the big push. Like they really need to push that shit. Because like years of future past, renew your vows. Yeah, eighteen seventy-two, sixteen oh two, which under Angela, uh, which which technically became Red Wolf because that's picking up from the same continuity. I don't know if you read Red Wolf number one, but they're still in timely. They're still doing the stuff. It's just we lost track of all the other Avengers characters that were cool. <laughs> yes, and then he, but then he. He, he, he pulls a Jonah Hex. Longtime comic reader fans will know what we're talking about there. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, I think Jonah Hex is going to appear on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, everyone was tweeting me about that because they know what a sick Jonah Hex man I am. Yeah, despite the fact that movie is really bad. Oh, it's it's absolutely terrible. It's, it is. It's, it's not it's even dull. funny. Like, it's not even fun to watch. Did I ever tell you the story Jimmy Palmiotti told on his podcast oh. back, back when he had one? Apparently they invited him down to the set and everything and they're like yeah yeah you know you, you write the comics and everything that's that's really cool uh, we'd like to put your name on the movie <laughs> much much like if you remember for the green lantern movie they put jeff john's name on it but not the name of the original green lantern creator no. and of course jimmy palmiotti's like well no because you're not really using my work here you're using more kind of like the image uh who, who's the bubba hotep guy who also writes comics uh uh, he's he's such a nice man too. He's been on so many things that I would. He he's a writer. He's an author. He's uh, 
he, he wrote Batman the Animated Series episodes. How do I not remember his name? He does Happen Leonard. Uh, L- Landing, Len something. Was it Andy Landing? Was that what you were talking about? No, I don't think so. Joe God damn. R. Landale? Jo- Joe Lansdale, thank you. Lost Road Visions. Thank you, thank you, chat, for helping me with my terrible brain fart. I would not have remembered that name. J- Joe Lansdale is a cool dude. He's written a lot of great stuff. Cool. But, uh, but so Palmiata's like, no. Yeah, he's like, no, don't, don't put my name on it. Yeah. Good thing he <laughs> and, didn't, because it's really bad. Yeah. It's not even funny. Like, it's not even a fun experience. Ethan brought it over one time. He's like, I rented it from Redbox. We should watch it. Like, oh, okay. And like halfway through it, we're like, can we can we turn this off? Like, it's a sh- it's a shame too because uh, what is it? Josh Brolin in a better universe could have made a perfect Jonah Hex. I mean, the idea behind like in in the in the Renaissance of comic book movies plus Josh Brolin plus a western, the damn movie could have made for like twenty million dollars and looked like Unforgiven, and instead it was it looked like wild wild west what's he what's even crazier about jonah hex michael shannon is in it for a minute and michael fassbender is the heavy in it what what a weird thing i I remember reading some interviews apparently brolin didn't want to do it at first you know what's the only reason he took it no uh he took it because someone said no 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 it's okay it's supposed to be this way it's tongue-in-cheek and he's like oh so it's a comedy then okay i'll I'll no, take it. It's then. not stupid. It's cool. Damn. I loved. I loved too that when Jonah Hex fans, like hardcore Jonah Hex fans, heard rumblings that Megan Fox might have been Tallulah Black, who's such a cool character mm, in the too. comics. When they heard that it was Transformers Megan Fox, they lied through their teeth to Jonah Hex fans. They're like, no, no, she's playing a totally different character. She's not Tallulah Black. Then the second she shows up, hey, Lula Black, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like you lied to us. Yeah. You lied to our faces. We're professional liars. That's that's all we know how to do. What what do you want? Um, so yeah, Secret Wars. Going back, to Secret Wars is wrapping it up. Uh, it's a it was, damn. This issue was so good. So many cool. Oh, what was your what was your favorite moment from the book? What was the cool? What was, what was the coolest moment? Ooh, favorite moment. Period. That's that's tough. There's a lot of hard stuff. There's there. so I'm, many great. I mean, like just as far as pure cool goes. I I, like, I guess. I, I guess I think one of my favorite moments comes early on, and that is when, when they find the ship, when the when the scholars of AIM find the ship, and you're like, oh, good, the, the heroes are in here. You know, they're going to put everything right. Then, boom, Thanos comes out. Oh, no, it was the wrong ship. That was an amazing moment. Um, and when Thanos, like, looks at the big wall, he's like, I'm tearing this mother down. We're, we're burning it down, Pookie. We're burning it all down. <laughs> that was pretty spamp. Uh as overall moment, I I don't know. I really love that moment when Thanos when when Doom pulls Thanos' whole skeleton out of his body. That fatality, <laughs> Doomality. Fatality on him. Um, but as far as this one issue for me, the moment that I was like, yes, was just Reed using his stretchy powers to fight Doctor Doom. That's pretty good. Like That's pretty good. around Doom, being like, we're having an old-fashioned Fantastic Four fight. Uh, I, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised Tiff doesn't yell from the other room there. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange. Any well, like he did some cool. Like, what did he do in Secret Wars? Like the main book that was really cool. Besides die. Uh, well, he kept everyone's secret. He kept the heroes oh, no, I mean, safe. Like, overall, yes, but there's no one moment in that in the in the one in the one through nine issue 
Oh, well, the the conversation he has with Doom in the garden where we find out they've become weirdly friends over this time and that Strange was kind of like a, like a turncoat collaborator yeah. with God King Doom to save the rest of the universe. He's like, yeah, I've really, I've really messed up my morals on this yeah, one, guys. Uh, man. The, um, there's another moment. You know what's, for me, honestly, the, my favorite overall thing has to be still issue one. Just everything that you that was cool about issue one. When your mind was boggled, you're like, "What is even this?" Yeah. Uh, also, of course, Hickman just being like, "Hey, guess what? I could also write a great Punisher story." Just wanted to oh, know yeah. that. Bye. Like. Oh yeah. When the world is dying all around everyone, and all the heroes are trying to fight for their survival, what does Frank do? He shows up to the bad guy bar and just like hey, everybody. We were talking about this uh, in, in that issue when that issue came out. We were talking about it. The the whole like kingpin email to all the bad guys like we're having yeah. one last round on me and they were like i can't believe that like how did frank know that that email went out and i go how do you know frank didn't send that email like, <laughs> which that's a whole story how did he know the world was ending came back from la where he was at the time killed the kingpin got a hold of his email oh, yeah, and just was and like oh you were logged in a gmail great to know do 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 <laughs> he's just he's just going through a junk mail viagra viagra he, he wants to up his loot crate subscription ah here we go oh yeah. <laughs> but master all the villains exactly oh you have a you have a, a, a save group <laughs> uh, mm, let, let, let's see what we have here hmm, uh dr midas 34 uh bullseye 69 <laughs> <laughs> i would love to know what all the villains what their work emails are i guarantee you they're just their stupid names with hilarious numbers attached to xx420 uh mirror master <laughs> now that's dc but still yeah but still no you can still make that joke um, that'd be the thing that they put just like dumb little x's and 420s in it and everything yeah it's true um so yeah there you go guys secret wars uh a rousing success uh it will only get like a like a fine wine i think it will only get better with age yeah i think this one will age very well too and yeah the fact that we kind of got to be here and we'll tell a younger generation of comic fans it's like they threatened they were going to end the whole universe and we thought it was going to be a redo of the old secret wars yep. where everyone just fights on a planet then we picked it up and it's this weird game of thrones thing where god is a or you know doom is god and he's puppet mastering all these people exactly we had no idea what was going on, no man. Idea. And it's so cool. And it was cool. Uh, but it took forever to come out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you weren't there, man. The, like, that the, that year wait was murder, man. That will be a really cool experience, like, in a couple of years. When someone's like, whoa, I love this Secret Wars. And they're like, oh, yeah? What, like, what's your favorite character from Marvel? And they're like, like this one. And like, well, there's a friggin' tie-in for it that has this huge self-contained story. Yeah. Like, trade picking, like, just... Yeah, waiting for that, or at least like having that readily available, is gonna be great. It's gonna be super. It's true. Cool. That, that that I I envy that experience because waiting for all those books to come out was a pain in the ass. But I gotta tell you, it it was worth. Uh, was it worth the wait? That's a great question. Was it worth the wait? I think yes. Somewhere, yes. I think that I think that overall the book was like I'm glad they didn't rush it. I'm glad they didn't switch the artists. I'm glad mm -hmm. they didn't take because. We've seen that where Marvel's done a huge event and they're like, and we've got seven different writers and artists on it. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. One writer. Too one many artist. cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. Perfect, they, perfect example of an event with too many cooks in the kitchen and too much shifting uh, art. Uh, Robin War, which also had its final issue today. How did that turn out? I noticed that you on Twitter was not, were not very big on it. <laughs> 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 Damn. I didn't like it. No, 
yet, but I, I mean, only has one more issue, and who knows? Man, man, no, no, it's it's done. This is the last one, Robin. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I haven't read it yet, though. Oh, good. Have you been keeping up with it up until this point? No, (laughs) I read the first issue. Was like, oh, okay, Civil War with Robins. I don't care. Man, talk about talk about two diametrically opposed. You know, like the you know the golden goose egg and the flaming turd. I'll let you know which one is which. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. I I could probably guess it. Um, so yeah, uh, let us know in the comment section down below, guys. Uh, favorite moment from Secret Wars? What was your mm-hmm. favorite moment? Breakout moment from the whole damn thing? And you could use the tie-ins or the or the you know the the prelude. You know, because Secret Wars more or less is just. Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four all the way to this. All the way from Marvel now. Holy yeah. crap. Wow. When you stop and think about that. Right? I can remember being a fresh-faced, young YouTube comic book guy when all new, you know, when when Marvel now was happening. It's like, yeah, we're going to review more Marvel books now than ever. I don't know about this Hickman book, man. It's, re- it's, it's really involved, you yeah. know? I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be honest. It, it, it was very, like... Yeah, people were telling me about how great Fantastic Four was under Hickman, and I was like reading the first couple of issues. I'm like, okay, what the what the crap is happening? Like, you you gotta get you gotta give him a year. You gotta give him like three give years. Year. I mean, like, you know what's funny? I was just uh, just watching Max Landis talk about uh, Mary Sue characters, and he was really annoyed about the justification for uh, Star Wars, where he's like, I've watched the same video where he was like, you can't. He's like. No, no, no! You gotta wait two years for the next movie to explain and give you the context for and fix all the problems that you have with this movie. And he he found that to be like asinine and frustrating. It and is a little bit it, for me, but it's funny because like it's like well, no, like with Fantastic Four, you gotta trust me. After a year, the book will make perfect sense, and you'll be glad you you slogged through. Some people really do play the long game, and Hickman is one of them. Yeah, and but you know what? Like, some people do that, and it doesn't hold up or doesn't it's work. It's true. I've been there for those. This one, it works. It's just a, he he, because you know what's funny? He doesn't get bored. I think that's what it no. is. As a writer, he doesn't get bored with his own ideas. He doesn't change the idea halfway through. Or, he likes what he likes, and he sticks to it. Yeah, it, it's almost like he wrote the damn thing, or he has like a, a chart, you know, and he's like, I've got it all planned out. And I'm gonna do all of it, and and in each you know each year has a different tick mark of like what happens and how how everything fits into each other, and, and I, I, for me that's so rare in comics today where there is like a master plan. And oh yeah. I feel like Jonathan Hickman would be a damn great editor. I think he needs to. Oh, just, probably. I think he needs to start considering moving moving up or moving <laughs> but... sideways to to editing. Perfect, perfect example of a writer who gets bored way too easily. Brian Michael Bendis. Man, I mean, like, you know, it's funny. I've seen him play the long game with characters, Ultimate Spider-Man for one, where he just yep. really he will get bored, but then change it. But because of the nature of the title, it worked to the to his strengths. Uh, New Avengers is another one where he literally played the long game with uh, with Secret Invasion, where like you can see scrolls in Avengers disassembled. Like there are scrolls there. Uh, in silhouette when the Avengers Mansion blows up, and you're like, that's cool. Dude's been playing the long game. The only problem was Secret Invasion doesn't hold water. Like, the end of it doesn't work. And, so, and I'm talking, like, his whole X-Men run, too, where, like, after two arcs, he was bored. <laughs> he was clearly... I think that that was... The, the problem with that was, I think Bendis was just like, 
I think he was more excited about the idea of writing the Avengers than, than actually writing the X-Men. The we were talking about this in our live show when we hit 25,000 subscribers. Uh, when we were talking about that during a live show, which unfortunately was deleted and we'll never see it, uh, we uh, somebody asked me what my Spider-Man pitch was because everybody's got a Spider-Man pitch. I don't have a Spider-Man pitch. I don't think I, I do either, it's actually. One of my favorite characters, I don't have a great, solid Spider-Man pitch. I got and, Batman pitches. Oh, yeah. Well, Batman, you can write Batman for days. And once True. again, for me, Batman books are just self-contained graphic novels. That's whatever. But Spider-Man, I don't have a solid Spider-Man book. And even like the individual, I had one in it, like a one, uh, one on, like a one-shot issue. And even that, I was like, eh, it doesn't really work anymore. It's not like they've kind of done it already at this point. Um, but if Marvel were to call me and say like, you have to do, you know, like we want you to do Spider-Man, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. Like, I, I, I couldn't, in all consciousness, take the damn deal because I don't have a solid pitch. And I think that Bendis was more like, cool, X-Men, rich history, thousand characters, <laughs> a big world, uh, lots of... I get to invent my own. I can make up my own characters. I can play with continuity. I can play with uh, with, with past events. Uh, they, they've got godlike characters. they got space and subterranean. they got from the, from the deep, deepest regions of the sewers to the highest stars in the sky... I can go anywhere from here. And I think either it was too big for him or he just saw, or just plain didn't have a good X-Men pitch. He just, just, like, <laughs> he just sits there in front of the page. And he's just like, yeah, he's oh, like, oh, oh, crap. <laughs> time travel, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around these days. Yeah, it, it's amazing. That's just like, I, I, I don't have... I, I don't have that. Like, I mean, heck, say what you want about Dan Slott, but the man can come up with new Spider-Man stories like every month. <laughs> the man, you know what? I think he's, I, but I think he's getting, I think he's getting to the end. I think he's either that or he's like, no, now I can write any Spider-Man story I want. I, he's right in there. Like he could be. Did, like, he, did, did you read the start of the newest arc? Uh, with Mr. Negative? Yes. Yeah. That felt, I'm like, this, this feels like the bi-monthly schedule is starting to hurt you now a little bit where he's like, um, my original villain, Mr. Negative and cloak and dagger, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's not a great follow-up from, uh, from the Zodiac. Yeah. Zodiac wasn't even that great either. <laughs> it's like, no, no, but it's okay. I clearly have Satan walking around in the background recruiting old Spider-Man villains. So yeah. it's okay. Well, yeah. But where did that story go? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that Spider-Man can't even, I can't even get into that book anymore. Cause like, all new, all different. He's in a whole new direction. He's going to fight the Zodiac. Yeah. That and like, tick, tick, tick. Like, oh, Anna Maria, I love you. Like, oh my God. First of all, I saw that coming from like a two years ago. Second of we're all, saying. Uh, really, you're going to, and he's like all, he's, yeah, ha, ha. I'm like, really? He's evil? Like, you don't, you just, you, you develop this whole character and you're going to do nothing with him. You're going to regress him back to evil. Well, because eventually when Marvel and Sony do another spider-man movie they're gonna want to do doc octopus uh, dr octopus again and they're gonna want him to be a bad guy again now that said i can't wait me too dude get alfred molina back alfred molina should do it again he nailed it that's for me like i hate spider-man 2 in the context of an avengers world or an mcu world peter parker so he's just a horrible peter parker he's just he's a he, he's he's borderline abusive like he I, I don't have a girlfriend but sometimes i do i don't know and she's like what like that's that's called emotional abuse, buddy. But <laughs> but Doc 
Doc Ock rocks, man. That his whole thing was great. It was fun. And what a, what a different take on Doc Ock yeah. too to be like the I I am the man who you could be. I'm a nerd and I'm weird, but I found a weird nerd wife and I live a happy existence yep. together and I get to do science and everything. Yeah, this is who you could be if you didn't have an uncle. <laughs> I I I'm kind of out of shape, but I'm kind of buff at yeah, the same time. Exactly. No, I'm I'm fifties fit. I'm I'm a I'm a '50s esque actor where I I might be fit. You don't know. <laughs> Got it all hiding under my eyeways. I, I I love. He said when he was working out for that movie, he did like 1950s wrestler like workouts, like lifting the the like big metal ball and everything, that and doing sense. all other stuff. Yeah, I will say no. I I I, uh, I loved Spider-Man Two when it came out. Like that movie, I was like, this is perfect. I still like him. It's I. I... I think those first two hold up really great. The first two are they're fun, but in a world where we could we where, where Iron Man exists, it's like oh, it could be so good now. And maybe it will. And hopefully, and it will be. And I want to see that. I want to. That's see... that's the hope that now that Marvel has their hand in it now, maybe the next one will be mind blowing. That's the hope, man. Uh, at the very Did, least. I, oh, go ahead. How weird is it that we live in a day and age now, or we will soon live in a world? Where there'll be like three different movies that could be called Spider-Man Two. Yeah, there's literally gonna be three Spider-Man Twos. Yeah. I liked. I, I. I. There were a lot of things I liked about Amazing Spider-Man Two or Amazing. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two. I kind of. Yeah. I, I liked considerably less. I, that costume rocks. Like it's. Okay, that that's the best on-screen version of the Spider-Man costume. Yes. Easily. Uh, also, I thought the Rhino was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti yelling indistinguishably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's funny. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of things that I kind of dug about that. Uh, not any of the Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin stuff that they clearly put in there for no reason, but... Oh, you, you mean Big Bang Electro? That was like, what the hell? They, sh they should have just got that friggin' Sheldon Cooper actor, because that's clearly who they were writing. Clearly they should have done that. That is garbage. But yeah, uh, <laughs> alright, we're going off track. We could just do a whole episode where we're just talking about Spider-Man Two and how and like which Spider-Man Two, both of them. Hey, you know, in the lead up, let's do us let's let's earmark that. Let's do a whole episode where we talk about all the Spider-Man movies. I love that Spider-Man movies and uh, comic book video games. That's those are two shows. R remind us, fans, if we forget because we're probably not going to write these down. <laughs> nope, I'm, I know I'm not going to. I'm going to put it in the chat after the episode's over. Uh, but Secret Wars number nine. Let us know in the comment section down below. What was your favorite moment from all of Secret Wars? Uh, we have some favorites. There's some breakouts. I know I forgot a couple. I know that I'm going to reread it and be like, oh, that was it. And It's true. It, it, that's the great part about Hickman's writing is it's rereadable. Like that's, yeah, definitely. It, it, it's, it's indisposable. It's indispensable. That's Definitely, definitely. That's awesome. And I and once again, I'm going to put, put this out there. I think Hickman should be an editor. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out to the universe. Hey, John, if you're watching. Yeah, please be an editor because we need good ones. People Sal thinks like, you need to change your career. People who are like, hey, uh, your story, you don't clearly have an end for it. It, it, yep. it. it makes no sense. There's no rise and fall. There is no drama. Yeah, exactly. You make a reference to something really important here, and then it never pays off. Uh, people notice this shit. Even if you don't notice it with your eyes, your brain did. So, your brain did. <laughs> your brain did. So, God, red letter media. Dude, do we need to do a red letter media episode, too? Maybe that's the only way they'll get our attention. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh. Red Letter Media, please watch this episode. We love you. Um, oh God, I, I I might actually just buy Space Cop just to get their attention. Yeah, buy Space Cop show. It's like, hey, we really like this. Would you like to come on our show and talk about it? Right? They're gonna be like, no. 
Um, there's actually a part in if you order Space Cop, there's like, is there anything personal you'd like to say uh, say to us? No, I'm, really. I'm like, really? I'm like, I think you're cool. <laughs> Your reviews are great. Yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> what else do I gotta say? Yeah. I wish I had a, a, a warehouse. Yeah. That is amazing. But that okay. warehouse is. I, I wish Max Landis cared enough t about what I thought to come on my show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been researching warehouses. It's it's hella expensive, especially in Jersey. What What you need to do is you just got to find the old abandoned warehouse that the Power Rangers were always fighting at, and you just set up there. Yeah, but then one of their giant Megazords will crush it and kill us all. Ah. <laughs> Always the problem with the old abandoned warehouse. It's either that or some other gang has already taken over the old abandoned warehouse, so or you can't get girl is dancing in it. Always. <laughs> That's a flash dance joke for all of you young kids out there. You'll love that one. Or Kevin Bacon won't stop dancing out his aggression. <laughs> exactly. It's right. like, hey, man, we're, tr we're trying to film here. Yeah, we're, we're trying to shoot a show here at Kevin Bacon. If you want to be on the show, that's fine, but uh, you're going to have to be dancing in the dark someplace else. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you guys next time in the all-new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. This was kind of all over the place, but you know what? That's the show. That, that's the appeal of, the appeal of, of EE. Yeah, it's just all one big tangent. We start with Secret Wars, hopefully end it with Secret Wars, but whatever comes in between is... Just it's like it's like Sal does tangents from his other videos. Yeah. You couldn't do a tangent for Elseworlds Exchange because it's literally all one gigantic tangent. The show would be like eight minutes long. That'd be it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll we'll resume our conversation and, and see which one of those two topics we pick. I, I would like to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. Don't forget to check out Kate Joel in the description box below this video. Thank you. Later.